0: Hello, it's Friday, April 29th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. This week, we begin with healthcare advocacy news. MGMA recently submitted written comments to the House Ways and Means Health Subcommittee regarding its hearing on charting the path forward for telehealth. MGMA urges the subcommittee and other lawmakers to consider the following when drafting Medicare telehealth legislation. One, preserve the patient-physician relationship. Two, permanently remove geographic In originating site restrictions. Three, allow permanent coverage of audio-only visits. And four, reimburse telehealth visits equally to in-person visits. Let's take a deeper dive into that last factor. Outside of the COVID-19 PHE, telehealth visits are reimbursed at the facility rate in Medicare which represents a significant reduction in practice expense payments for overhead costs. MGMA has heard from member practices that the cost and administrative burden of providing care to patients is not significantly reduced when care is furnished via telehealth. Practices still must schedule visits, virtually check in patients, facilitate and document the visits, and schedule follow-up appointments. There's also the added expense of HIPAA-compliant IT infrastructure costs and troubleshooting technical issues. Practices have struggled to establish multiple workflows to accommodate both virtual and in-person visits. MGMA believes that for telehealth to be a viable option following the conclusion of the COVID-19 PHE, Reimbursement should account for the many factors and costs that are involved in facilitating a telehealth visit. You can get the latest Washington policy updates at the Medical Practice Excellence Pathways Conference. With a new administration and a shakeup in Congress, MGMA Government Affairs will be presenting a Washington policy outlook during next month's Medical Practice Excellence Pathways Conference. You can join the session May 11th to get an update on current and potential policy developments impacting medical practices, the latest on federal COVID-19 financial relief programs, and learn how members play a crucial role in MGMA's advocacy initiatives. Go to mgma.com slash pathways conference to register. Our next article comes from Medical Economics, FACTS, versus HIPAA, Devils in the Details. This article was written by Eleanor Johansson. It's difficult to overstate the healthcare industry's reliance on facts. Nearly all physician practices have an EHR system, but nearly 90% of healthcare offices still use facts to transmit about 75% of their documents. For most communication, such as sending a referral for a patient to see a specialist or a prescription form to a pharmacy, fax remains the industry favorite. HIPAA was created to keep people safe in the digital age by securing their information while in transit and at rest in storage. Traditional fax transmission technology over copper wires handled this important function admirably. Today, most healthcare companies are phasing out these traditional fax technologies and moving to IP fax solutions for a variety of reasons cost, flexibility, and scalability. This transition is inevitable for most. However, not all IP fax solutions are optimized for HIPAA. A mistake in fax communication could have dire consequences. For instance, of serious medical errors involve miscommunication between caregivers during the transfer of patient health information. This is according to the Joint Commission. This includes miscommunications due to missed or delayed faxes containing patient referrals, records, prescriptions, or other sensitive data. To ensure the individual's information is secure and protected, check that your IP fax solution has real time data transfer, page by page confirmation, data encryption, and scalability. In conclusion, correctly evaluating IP fax solutions is crucial to properly handling protected health information and maintaining HIPAA compliance. Caregivers are going to continue relying on fax for communication. So it's important to choose the most secure and reliable IP fax solution. I'll leave you this week with an article from Fierce Healthcare. The digital mental health market is booming. Here's why some experts are concerned. This article was written by Heather Landy. The digital mental health space was growing rapidly even before the COVID-19 pandemic but stress and anxiety brought on by the health crisis have accelerated demand for virtual behavioral health services. The success of digital mental health startups means that more people can access mental wellness than were potentially able to do so before. John Torres, MD, director of the digital psychiatry division at Beth Israel Medical Center in Boston, says that the benefits are clear We can increase access to care, and we can hopefully personalize care to our exact needs. There's the potential to provide care that is more affordable, personalized, and accessible. Broadly, the digital mental health space includes direct-to-consumer apps, such as Talkspace and Calm, apps that are designed for a clinician to prescribe, such as Reset, which is used to treat substance use disorders, and also mental health platforms that work with employers in health plans, such as Ginger, Lyra Health, and Modern Health. All told, there are more than 380,000 health apps available through Apple and Android operating systems, and around 20,000 of those address mental health, according to the European Connected Health Alliance. But with the market growing rapidly, some experts are concerned about whether digital mental health tools deliver what they promise. Tourist said, there's still much we don't know about how the tech part works and for whom. With direct-to-consumer advertising and marketing, companies will sometimes exaggerate what these apps can do. They'll take a small pilot study and extrapolate that it can work for huge populations, said Tourist. As the market rapidly grows, the upside is that digital mental health is getting much needed investment, said Myra Altman, Ph.D., a clinical psychologist and the vice president of clinical care at Modern Health. Altman said, it also makes me nervous because I don't know that all those companies have mental health experts that work there. I don't know if they have research and assessment experts that work there so you run the risk of having non-validated tools out in the marketplace. Altman added that we've invested a ton of time in building that foundation that is based on evidence and we evaluate it with repeated assessment and academic research that we have under review. The field certainly can and should be doing more in that area and we're investing in that heavily here so we can help set the tone of what that should look like in the mental health space. Connie Chen, MD, Chief Medical Officer at Lyra Health, also has concerns about whether all companies in the market are meeting high standards. Chen said, I worry about the general standard in digital health broadly, and particularly mental health. I think we see companies making claims that may or may not be sustainable by internal data at scale. They can take a small subset of the population and position it as telling the story. Are they talking about clinical measures that are not clinically meaningful? Lyra Health has an internal research team and has partnered with several academic institutions on a series of research papers, Chen said. The company also uses reliable clinical improvement to measure patient success with treatment. As this field continues to grow, They're questions that need to be asked. Are digital mental health companies measuring safety and clinical outcomes? Do they track them using gold standards? Do they publish their results in top medical journals so that world experts can verify and validate these processes? How well are they designing those studies? Ultimately, digital mental health companies will earn trust and respectability over time by publishing their proof and showing receipts for the value they drive. For patients and consumers, the stakes are high. If someone looks for treatment and has a negative experience with a digital mental health tool, that's a missed opportunity and could lead to a delay in care. Keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. And if you want to become part of the healthcare discussion, you can join the MGMA stat panel by texting STAT to 33550. If you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.